everybody we're back this is the detroiter covering sports in the motor city in the mitten state presented by the second string and the second string.com i'm your host guys my name is nick bradley appreciate everyone being here everyone listening sharing all that good stuff let's just dive into it today not a ton going on in the detroit sports landscape this weekend outside of Juwan Howard having a some kind of blackout and thinking he was in mike tyson's punch out and putting his bare hand, his palm directly in the face of Joe Hammerstead or something, the Wisconsin assistant coach, one of Wisconsin's assistant coaches. Wild scene. Since then, there's been a discipline passed down. Juwan will not coach again this regular season for Michigan. He'll probably be back in time for the NIT. Um, I would assume he'll coach in the postseason. I don't really know how that's all going to go. But the remaining five games of Michigan's regular season, no Juwan Howard. Hopefully the Wisconsin coach is okay. I hope his family's okay. Poor guy. His kids had to witness that on live television. His kids are going to go to school tomorrow and all their friends are going to say, I heard Juwan Howard bitch slapped your dad. Is that true? I mean, that's a tough way to live. That can ruin a family right there. So I hope he's doing okay. I hope they're taking it in stride as best as they can. I mean, to just be emasculated, to be cheap shotted and assaulted like that out of thin air. I can't imagine the type of toll it must take. Hopefully they're doing okay. Juwan, uh, he apologized today, even though in the presser immediately after it happened, he did not seem to be sorry. He did not drop an A word, apologize. He said he was upset that Greg Gard touched his arm. He said he was upset that Greg Gard called a timeout, even though Juwan Howard was pressing when they were down, I think, 14 points. With 30 seconds left, Juwan Howard was running a full-court press. Interesting move, especially interesting to then get upset about Wisconsin's coach Greg Gard calling a timeout when you're clearly being an asshole. I mean, nobody runs a press just because let's get reps running the press with our backups. You're running the press because you're a little whiny coward, because you're because you're extremely sad. You're upset. You're a sore fucking loser. And unfortunately, this one's going to cut deep, Michigan. This one's going to cut deep. We see this way too often with Michigan people, just the sore loser syndrome. Like it really never manifests itself in a fan base more so than the Michigan Wolverines fan base. I honestly, I am an MSU guy and I understand I have a bias, right? But I honestly believe that. And now don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean all Michigan fans are sore losers, right? If you're not a sore loser, then I'm not talking about you. But man, oh man, are a lot of Michigan fans sore losers. Every single year when Michigan State beats them in football, we hear, oh, the referees, oh, it was raining, oh, you got lucky, oh, that won't happen. Like every time and every time State beats Michigan, there's some other reason why they shouldn't have won, some other reason why it'll never happen again, some other reason why MSU got bailed out by some third party that has nothing to do with the fact that Michigan just isn't as good as Michigan State. Every single year we see the same song and dance. Like, it's, it's truly impressive. And if you're sitting there right now saying, no, that doesn't happen, oh, 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 it does. Oh, believe me, it does. Maybe not so much in basketball and football. Oh, oh, it does. It 100% does. It's part of why the rivalry, I think, is so heated because it's like, you know what? One time you can say, all right, MSU came out, kicked our ass, and we lost. That's fine, dude. You're not gonna, You're not the Wicked Witch of the West, brother. You're not going to go up in flames if you admit, oh, you know what? 
Kenneth Walker dominated us this year. We gave up 200 plus and five touchdowns to the one guy on Michigan State's roster. We had to stop and we lost the game. Forget about the refs. Forget about the potential fumble. Forget about JJ fumbling. We got torched by the only human being we needed to stop. And we didn't stop him. Like, you will not burst into flames for admitting that. That's fine. If you want to be angry, if you want to do the whole, oh, it shouldn't have happened. Why don't we talk about Jim Harbaugh letting that happen? Let's like, that's where I'm coming from. That's when I say these things. The John O'Corn monsoon, oh, you're lucky it was raining. I, that offense is the worst product I've seen in my life. We're lucky it was raining. John O'Corn, Jim Harbaugh let John O'Corn play that game. But we're lucky it was raining? If anything, we're lucky Jim Harbaugh's a brain-dead moron that let John O'Corn go out there. Like, every single year it's something. So I think that does add to the rivalry, and that adds to the perception of Michigan fans. I don't know how much other fan bases say Ohio State, other Big Ten schools, national pro or national, you know, like people on the West Coast, people in Texas. I don't know what they're talking about when they think about Michigan. I don't know if they're saying the same thing. Obviously, being a Michigan State fan, um, Ohio State fan, same thing. Big Ten in general, we're much closer to the situation. So it feels more obvious. It feels more apparent. Again, I don't know what the Michigan fan base reputation is nationally. But like from my perspective, one of the things that irks me about Michigan and its fans, I suppose. And again, not all fans, because I do have m many friends. I do like a lot of Michigan fans. The people that don't take it super seriously, the people that are like, yeah, we lost, whatever, we're cool. The people who like refuse to admit Mel Tucker's ever done anything good, refuse to admit Michigan State. Like, I, dude, get this. I saw on one of my TikToks, I think it was a video about Mel Tucker or MSU, something like that. There was a comment that was like, why are you so happy about Mel Tucker? He won't be able to compete with Ohio State or Michigan. Mel Tucker's 2-0 against Michigan. I don't, what does that mean, he won't compete against Michigan? He's never lost to Michigan, but he's not going to compete against Michigan? What? Please make that make sense. Please make that make an ounce of sense. What? He's not going to compete against Michigan? He's 2-0. Like stuff like that, where it's like, please just be reasonable. Just be a normal human being. And of course, Jim Harbaugh's fed into that with this year, you know, complaining about the refs after state trounced them again. Um, talking shit about Ryan day, like Jim Harbaugh is just classic Michigan guy as the excuse is not his fault. He finally got it done this year, won the big Ten, beat Ohio state credit to him, right? It was bound to happen eventually, I suppose. But he feeds into the perception of Michigan. He's part of the reason when I think of Michigan football, I'm like, ah, I really hope they lose every single game they ever play in. Like, he's part of that reason. He's one with the fans. On the flip side, I've never really had a problem with Michigan basketball. Yes, I hope Michigan State beats them by a million every time they play. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, I sit here like, oh, Michigan's playing Rutgers. Let's go Scarlet Knights. I'm much more indifferent to Michigan basketball. Like they're playing. Okay. I don't care. I'm not rooting for Michigan. I don't care who wins though. I'm much more like, yeah, they're not so bad. I like John Beeline a lot. They've had some sick fucking teams. Trey Burke, one of my favorite college basketball players I've ever watched. Um, I like Juwan as well. But then this weekend happened. And now it's like, oh, that's why you're the head coach at Michigan.
because you too are going to act like you bitch slapping a grown man out of the blue is somehow not your fault. Oh, it all makes sense now. And I like Juwan. I know he had the incident with Turgeon last year where he was being held back and they were shouting at each other. And I don't think Mark Turgeon is <laughs> the most likable guy on the planet. I like Juwan. I like how he's kind of like who gives a fuck, like rough rider. Um, he's obviously legend, fad five, did his stuff in the NBA. I like him. He seems like a good guy. Seems like an entertaining dude. Good recruiter. No problems with Juwan. Similar to Beeline. I always like John Beeline. And then the press conference happened. I don't really, like personally, this whole ordeal, Juwan punching, or not punching, hitting uh, the Wisconsin guy. I made the video. Oh my God, he assaulted him. Yes, of course. I mean, I'm being ridiculous. I'm making a joke out of it. We're, you know, views, this, that, the other thing. I'm not sitting here. Like I didn't go to sleep last night going, oh my God, I can't believe Juwan Howard did that. Like I'm not offended. I'm not appalled. I'm not going to throw up because John or Juwan Howard bitch slapped another dude. I'm like, whatever. I don't fucking care. If anything, I think it's hilarious. I think it's a ridiculous situation. I think it's unbelievably embarrassing. I mean, you're a grown ass man. You're the head coach at Michigan and you hit another grown man out of the blue unprovoked. Sure. They were maybe talking some shit. Now, if who knows what was said, I would imagine the Wisconsin coaches aren't fucking scummy enough to get racial with it. They were probably like, Hey, Juwan, shut the fuck up. We just murdered you guys go home. And Juwan couldn't take that. His team went from being a top 10 preseason ranked team to an absolute joke. Tension boiled over. Maybe the timeout was really that upsetting to him, even though he was pressing and he fucking hit a guy. That's absurd that Juwan Howard did that. That is absurd that he did that. It is. There's no two ways around it. And yes, of course, Michigan fans are out here defending. Oh, Greg Gard grabbed his arm. Oh my dear God. He touched his arm. Well, why didn't Juwan take out a nine millimeter and pull one through his dome? He grabbed his arm. Greg Gard, he should be in Guantanamo Bay. He grabbed his arm. Oh, he's lucky Juwan didn't roundhouse his ass. Fucking give me a break. Oh, he walked by him in the handshake line. That probably made Greg Gard upset. He grabbed him to say something. I don't care. Ju Greg Gard putting his hand on Juwan Howard's arm to like, hey, I want to talk to you, doesn't warrant hitting a different guy that didn't grab Juwan Howard. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? The people out there like, well, well, he did do. Okay. Greg Gard wasn't being the nicest guy in the world. Greg Gard wasn't being peacemaker. He wasn't like, hey, Juwan, I'm real sorry, pal. Fuck no, he wasn't. Obviously, Greg Gard was pissed too. Greg Gard was probably like, we just beat him by 14. I'm going to fucking get under this guy's skin and talk a little bit of shit. For sure, Greg Gard was being a dick. Doesn't give you any reason, if you're Juwan, to hit a different guy. If you must hit someone, if Juwan is that petulant and can't control himself physically that he just needs to hit somebody, he can't stand the fact that the basketball team he coached just lost and he absolutely needs to get physical and strike somebody in the head, he should strike Greg Gard. 
especially if he's going to go out in the press conference later and say, yeah, he grabbed me and I didn't like that. He called the timeout and I didn't like that. Okay. If you can't control yourself, if you're like a nine-year-old on the fucking playground, you should have hit the guy who you were upset with. But no, you're instead going to just hit a random guy that happens to be in the scuffle. That's fucking horseshit, Juwan. Don't give me the, oh, he grabbed me afterwards. Call it what it is. You were being a massive baby. You can't stand that your team has flopped greater than any flapjack there ever was this season. And you lost it because you act like a fucking kid and you hit somebody. That's it. And the funniest part about it all is the people that freak out. Tom Izzo yelled at Aaron Henry. Good God. Good God, Tom Izzo. How could Michigan State live with them? How does anybody want to go to Michigan State? Tom Izzo yelled at someone. Oh. Oh. Tom Izzo yelled at Gabe Brown. Oh. Oh. Call Child Protective Services. But no, no. Go to Michigan. Our head coach, he just fucking fights people. That's all. He loses games and then I'll fight you. Be careful. Be careful next regular season. If you're daring enough to beat Michigan in a basketball game, you might get a fucking sucker punch. Be careful. Tom Izzo, God bless his soul. He might need to wear a bulletproof vest to Ann Arbor when they play on March 1st. I mean, unbelievable. Who knows what Jawan Howard's going to do? This guy's a nutcase. He needs to be in a padded room. You're upset. You're putting your hands on other grown men out of the blue. Like, that's the other thing. If the Wisconsin guy, let's say he swings at Juwan and misses, okay, Juwan, fucking pop him. I'm with you there. They're just yelling. They're just shouting. They're doing a tale as old as time. No, let me at him. Let me at, hold me back. Hold me back. Nobody wants to actually do shit. They're like 50-year-old fucking guys. They don't want to fight. You're on national television. You're a grown-ass man. You represent the University of Michigan, the University of Wisconsin. You don't want to get in a fucking street fight. Well, maybe Juwan does. Juwan, if they swing at you and you hit them, good for you. I respect it. That would be defending yourself. He grabbed your arm because you were pissed at each other, so you swiped some random other guy on his staff? That's fucking pathetic, dude. That's embarrassing. Like, imagine the head coach of the University of Michigan is a little fucking child that throws temper tantrums when his team loses basketball games. And not only does he throw temper tantrums, he might fuck around and just cheap shot one of your coaches. Think about how absurd that is. Think about how ridiculous that is. People lose their minds when the 20-year-old kids playing do that shit, right? The 20-year-old kids that aren't even close to mature, that have zero wisdom, that are the ones hopped up on testosterone and the competitive spirit, where when they punch each other, it's like, okay, don't fucking ever do that. But you, okay, they're 20-year-old kids. They do stupid shit. They're hopped up, whatever. You're a 50-year-old man, bro. You're not even playing in the fucking game, dude. That game wasn't life or death. That game wasn't to eliminate you from March Madness. It's a random fucking game in Madison, Wisconsin in the middle of February, and you're going to swing on a random Wisconsin staffer because you lost by 14, and after you acted like a petulant child and called a full-court press 
with the backups in with less than a minute left in the game, you're going to get your panties in a bunch. Cause Greg guards like, Oh, you're going to be a dick. Okay. I'll be an asshole too. And calls a timeout. So you're like, you know what? How about I punch somebody? Are you fucking kidding me? Juwan? That's the worst human being. Like, there's nothing for me personally. I know there people are all different and I know lots of people. I'm friends with some of these people. I know many of these people. I went to Michigan state. I've encountered thousands. What it feels like of these people. I know there are people that just love fighting. I know there are people that go to the bar and 1am rolls around and they're like, all right, who can I get in a ridiculous confrontation with? Who can I maybe get in a physical altercation with? That sounds fun. I want to punch somebody. I know people like that and I can't fucking stand being around those people. There is nothing that bothers me more than being out on the town. And again, mind you, you're probably a little bit of alcohol in the system, right? You're partying, whatever, even never acceptable, but a little more acceptable than dead sober coaching 18 year olds playing basketball. Even when it happens and you're out at the bars and your friend's on, you know, he's got 15 beers in him and he tries to fight someone. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like you go, you can go to jail for that shit. I don't want, you don't know what that other guy's going to do. You don't know if he has a blade on him or like a gun or if he's just crazy or if he's an MMA or a wrestler. Like it's 1 a.m. Let's go home. Let's throw on some Seinfeld, eat a pizza, and call it a night. We don't need to get in a fight, dude. Like, that is actually the most annoying kind of person that physically can't control themselves from getting in a physical altercation. And I've thought that shit when I was 21 in East Lansing, Michigan. Imagine being on the Michigan staff. Imagine being a, a administrative person at Michigan. Dude, a fan of Michigan? And your 50-year-old head coach loses his fucking marbles over a 14-point loss and hits somebody? That's insane, bro. That is an insane thing to do. It really is. And I know, you know, he didn't fucking cold cock him and hit him with all his power. It wasn't a closed fifth fist, right? For sure. Greg Gard wasn't being Mr. Oh, I'm sorry, Juwan. Let's all be friends. Sure. Sure. I'm sure Wisconsin, I mean, <laughs> Wisconsin guys, they got staffers doing the DX suck it to them. Like they weren't being friendly. They're not trying to deescalate the situation by any means, but to hit somebody that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to do. And he got suspended the rest of the season, which whatever, I don't know. I mean, firing him. I agree. Firing him probably a little bit ridiculous, a little bit of an overreaction if they were to fire him. Um, he got suspended. I guess he learns certainly if he ever does some shit like that again, he's out. Like I, there's just zero tolerance. If he ever touches another coach player, anything again, he's done. But like you fucking hit somebody over 18 year olds playing basketball in a random game in the middle of February in a year where you're not going to win the big 10 in a year where, yeah, I guess you're struggling. You're fighting to make the tournament. 14-point game, though. You didn't get it taken from you at the very end, and you were the one who was being the asshole first, running a full press. Like, that's the craziest part to me, is Juwan did that presser and was like, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. They were being mean. I'm not sorry. He deserved it. When Juwan instigated everything by calling the full-court press, like, dude, have an ounce of self-awareness. 
have an ounce of self-awareness. There's nothing people dislike more than hypocrites. And I guess we all do it. I probably do it. I don't know. I try not to, but like, don't fucking feed me that horse shit in the, in the press conference. Oh, I'm not sorry because he called the timeout, bro. You were down 14 calling a full court press. Who the fuck does that? What is that? What you expect Greg guard to be like, yeah, let me just, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Of course. Greg guard's going to be petty about it. This is fucking basketball. Half of basketball is basketball. And the other half is petty drama. It's ridiculous. You ever heard of the NBA? You've ever followed the NBA? I swear to God, they've got the fucking writers from the bachelor running that thing. Unbelievable stuff from Juwan. Now that it's over, now that the suspension's been handed down, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not super like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Like, whatever. I don't care. I think it is hilarious that the head coach at the University of Michigan, like a school where their brand is so like, we're Michigan, the leaders and best, the Michigan difference, Michigan, man, like where they're just, their brand is kind of like, we're just better than you. Um, and the head coach of their basketball team is so fucking upset that they lost a random game that he's hitting people. He's the head coach at the University of Michigan. <laughs> That's a Michigan man beat our basketball team and you might fucking get assaulted by somebody. <laughs> it's unreal, dude. And it would be unacceptable if he was doing it at Oakland University or Rutgers, any school your head basketball coach, your head football coach hit someone that's, that's like, get a grip on life, get a grip on yourself. Um, but dude, just at Michigan, like of all the programs, the head coach at Michigan is the guy putting his hands on someone. That's the Michigan man beat us in basketball and you might get hit in the face. Woo, that The Michigan difference. Like it's so perfect. And then the fans, not all the fans, lots of people have been like, yeah, that's absurd. Um, but so many people coming out being like, well, Greg Gard did touch his arm. God forbid. I like, I pray to God, Juwan Howard never has to take the subway in New York city. Cause someone might die. Like he's going to get touched by a lot of different people that he doesn't want to touch him. Somebody might die on that subway ride. I hope he never takes a flight next to a fat person. Their legs are going to touch and Juwan Howard might strangle them on the Delta flight. Like, I really hope it never gets to that point. What an outrageous thing to say. Oh, yeah, this guy touched him. So, uh, yeah, he should have hit him in the face for sure. Like, bro. Oh, he, he was defending himself against losing by 14, against Greg Gard making fun of him. Like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. When 18-year-olds do that shit, it's like fucking get a, like, get a hold of yourself. When that shit was happening in college, it's like, bro, get a, you're fighting, dude? Why? Why? This is the fucking head coach at Michigan, a 50-year-old guy swinging on a coach that had nothing to do with the initial altercation he was upset at? Get a fucking grip, Juwan. Get a grip. Absurd scenario. It is what it is. Kind of the highlight of the weekend. The other low light. Michigan State is the worst. Tyson Walker did everything, and I mean everything he could, and this team fucking 
stinks. So Michigan fans, you didn't like that opening to the show. You're going to love this because for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to talk about how much I can't stand this Michigan State basketball team. Quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, I was dreading talking about this. Usually when I talk about MSU, I'm very happy. I'm very excited to do so. Basketball, football, the campus, going to school there, anything really. The colors, dude, anything. Gasses me up. Man, oh man, do I not want to talk about this basketball team. Uh, What is there to say? They're soft. Softer than babies' turds. Um, Tyson Walker had a better second half. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone do what he did in that second half. They still somehow lost. It doesn't feel possible that you could have a guy do what he did and ever lose a basketball game, but they did. Um, Tom Izzo still doesn't really understand who to play, which I'll never get. I mean, you're fucking, you're Tom Izzo. Figure it out. Um, Let's see. What else here? Julius Marble got abused is what it is. Kofi Coburn's a dog. Um, what else? Max Christie. Can't remember the last time he's made a jump shot. Um, Gabe Brown went from having a phenomenal season, averaging 15, 16 a night to being, I don't know, useless. Um, AJ Hogard, even though he played pretty well, still don't really like his game, to be honest with you. Still feels like he turns it over an unbelievable amount. Still not a subscriber to the ideology of Let's play a point guard that literally will not shoot it unless he's inside the three-point line. Still don't like that. Uh, what else? Who else is garbage? Um, Jaden Akins just doesn't get to play. I, why? Jaden Akins is the only re- – like, he is exactly what's wrong with this team. What he brings to the table is exactly what they don't have, hustle grind that dude is in on every single rebound that dude plays bigger than his size more than anybody i've seen since maybe kenny goins but he's gonna get like three minutes a game that's fucking inexcusable tom Izzo. um what else especially by the way especially when that entire first half aj hogart and tyson walker are doing nothing nothing to help you win the game Jaden akins even if J- this is why i love akins even if he's missing shots even if he's not getting to the lane and creating, he's going to bust his fucking ass on defense. He's going to bust his ass on the glass. He is going to communicate. He is going to be engaged in what's happening in the game. He will never, ever take a playoff. He's going to do everything he can to win the game, even if his shots aren't falling. These other guys, the shots aren't falling, and all of a sudden it's, okay, so why are they even out there? Jaden Akins, the shots aren't falling. All right, he's an absolute fucking dog on defense. He gets more offensive rebounds than half the big men we have. Um, he runs the floor. Like, remember that block he had? Was that in Wisconsin where he just ran back and somehow made the play? Like, he does shit that nobody else on the team does. He does shit. He brings something to the table that is totally independent on whether of of whether or not the ball is going in the hoop. Every single other person on our team, if the ball's not going in the hoop, very quickly it's kind of like, okay, so what is it that they do here? Like, what if the ball doesn't go in for you, you get torched on defense. You don't really rebound that well. Um, you don't pass the ball particularly well. You don't make plays for other people. You don't get to the free throw line. 
why are you fucking here then? What are you doing wearing a Michigan State basketball jersey if the day you can't make a jump shot, you're fucking useless? We have too many of those guys. That's the problem with MSU. Tyson Walker, credit to him. Second half was unbelievable. But he's been a problem for most of the season. He's been a problem and was a problem in the first half. Just not shooting it. And when he's not shooting it, what do you do, Tyson? You just stand at the three-point line and dribble it and then pass it to someone else that's standing outside the three-point line? Like, you need to you need to take your ability to make an impact into your own hands. And there's nobody that that's more true for than Tyson Walker. How many times every single time State plays do teams just give him open threes? I swear to God, I've never seen anything like, like Tum Tum. Remember how teams would just be like, yeah, you can shoot. Fucking go ahead. And Tum Tum was garbage, so he didn't. Tyson Walker, this second half against Illinois on Saturday, the first time I've ever seen his brain go, you know what? I'm going to just fucking shoot it. They're letting me just shoot open threes. I'm going to just shoot open threes then. How about that? And it worked. Would you believe that a point guard that can shoot decides to shoot when the other team begs him to shoot? And it worked, Tyson. So why in God's name has it taken you this long to realize it and this long to realize, oh, offense becomes much easier when we take wide open shots. Offense becomes much easier when the defense, they give us shots and we take those shots. We don't force things. We turn it over less when I instead when I take the wide open three instead of passing up the open three to try and throw an alley-oop that just goes out of bounds. We score more points when I get Kofi Coburn in the pick and roll. And since he's so fucking slow, he gives me 10 feet to just pull up from the elbow instead of me kicking it back out to Max Christie, who's going to just miss a contested three. We do a lot better. The offense looks a lot smoother. We score more points. We win more games. Why has it taken Tyson Walker this long? And the other thing that's extremely frustrating is it feels like it's been obvious. Like you go on MSU Twitter, you go during the games and everybody, every night, it's like, damn, where's like, what's Tyson Walker? Where's he been? Why hasn't he done this before? What's he been waiting for every single fucking time they play? Even that stretch state had a couple weeks ago where they were in the top 10, they were winning games. They've smoked Wisconsin on the road. And it was kind of like, Oh shit. Is this team good? Like good, good. What was the, what was the common denominator? Tyson Walker was playing very well. Tyson Walker was taking open shots. Tyson Walker was playing aggressive. Like since then until the second half Saturday, it feels like he almost it like has some kind of imposter syndrome where when he's playing, he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough to shoot this wide open three. Oh, I'm not good enough to run the pick and roll and then just pull up from the elbow because the big man is sitting underneath the basket and begging me to shoot the, the mid-ranger. Like, it's almost like in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm not that good. And then I don't know why it happens, but for some reason, every once in a while, he'll turn it on and be like, you know what? I'm going to shoot it now. And then the second half against Illinois happens. And then that game against Wisconsin happens. And then he's averaging 15 points and Michigan State can't be stopped. And then the turnovers go way down. And then the half-court offense suddenly works. And then other guys are getting more open looks like it's felt so obvious all season that everything stems from the point guard play, specifically Tyson Walker and specifically Tyson Walker being aggressive 
with his shot selection. And he just hasn't done it until that second half. And even though he had maybe the best second half I've ever seen, it still didn't fucking matter, which sucks. I don't know how that's possible. As far as Hogard, I know he played well, which is also crazy that both the point guards played well and we lost. I just don't. I don't know, dude. He does so much stupid shit. It drives me fucking crazy. He can't shoot. How like it's Michigan State, bro. Like this isn't some rinky dink basketball program that takes any point guard that'll look at them. This is Michigan State. Tom Izzo, your career has been built on excellent point guard play. You should never, ever consider taking a point guard that doesn't have an outside game. Ever. Ever. And that goes for any Division I basketball program, let alone Michigan State. You don't want to shoot threes. You can't hit wide open threes at a 35% clip. You can't play basketball here, dude. Like, it's simple as that. You got to at least have the balls to shoot it. You do. It's simple as that. And then you mix in the fact that AJ Hogar just loves turning it over. Never seen a guy dribble into more dangerous areas with zero plan of what he's doing than him. Never seen a guy throw just more, just mindless passes than him. Um, I know he does some good things. He gets to the rim. He's kind of a junkyard dog on defense. I just, I don't know, dude. He's just not a starting point guard. He's not. On a very good team, he's not a starting point guard. He turns it over too much, and he can't shoot. Like, end of story. And what infuriates me, back to Akins, when Christie's struggling, when Hogard's struggling, when Tyson's struggling in that first half, you have a guy like Jaden Akins that can impact the game more than any of those guys do without needing to make it rain, without needing to score 50 points. But we don't give him a look. I know he's a freshman. I know he's not the biggest guy. He plays big. He's the exact type of thing that this team's been missing. The toughness, that hustle, that refusal to lose the game, the refusal to not be the one to come up with a loose ball. But we're going to just let Hogard throw it out of bounds four times a game anyway. We're going to let Max Christie go two for 14 from three. Like, I love Max. Seems like a very nice guy. He busts his ass. The shot looks like it should go in a lot more than it does. Like, it is very weird that he hasn't been great. But at some point, like, this isn't fucking summer camp. At some point, hey, Max Christie, you're making, like, 8% of your threes in the last five games. Maybe dial it back on him. Give him a breather. Give someone else a shot. Pierre Brooks, Jaden Akins, anybody. Play big if you have to. Like, it just infuriates me that that Izzo seemingly drives train or drives these buses off cliffs with the lineups. Like Gabe Brown's playing awful again for the eighth night in a row. Let's just leave him in 35 minutes a game. Max Christie hasn't made a three in, I don't know, since January. Yeah, let's just play him 32 minutes. Julius Marble's getting absolutely abused, and God bless him. He was doing his best. Kofi's a freak. Try something, Tom. Try something. Marcus Bingham is way longer, can affect way more shots. Maddie Sissoko is built like a brick shithouse. Try something, Tom, because Marble is getting fucking dominated. It's clearly not working as much as he's trying, as as physical as he's trying to be. He's getting abused. Try something, Tom. Like, it's just crazy. It, it's the definition of insanity. You're trying the same thing. It doesn't work, and you still try it again. That's insanity. 
That's why I can't stand Matt Patricia. Don't become that, Tom Izzo. You're better than that, Tom Izzo. We've gone through the same thing with Hauser. Fortunately, he started to turn it on a little bit, but it's the same exact shit that was happening with him a month ago. Just playing terribly. Yeah, let's make sure he plays more than Malik Hall. Like, why? What is that? And that's another part. Malik Hall didn't play great. When he doesn't play great, this team feels like they have no shot. Problem. You can't rely on one guy every single night. Problem. Even like, unless that guy's Cassius Winston, that's a problem. I don't know. I don't know where this team goes. Um, I, I'm still going to watch them. They play Iowa, I think, tonight. Um, I hope they figure it out. I hope Tom Izzo does the March Izzo thing and they go on a tear and they win the Big Ten tournament and they go to the Sweet 16, they go to the Elite Eight. Do I see it? Nope. How could you? How could you watch what MSU has done the last two weeks and have any confidence in them? Like, honestly, and I'm as big of a homer as it gets, dude. I love being optimistic. I love being positive vibes only guy. They are fucking bad, man. They're bad. Like I'm where I'm at right now is let's just make the tournament. Let's just keep the streak going and then get bounced in the round of 32 and call it good on the season. Like, they're bad. I don't really like watching them. They do so many things that piss me off. They don't really have any players that I love. Thought Gabe Brown was going to be that guy. He's been awful. Malik Hall, I really like. Akins, I really like. Akins doesn't play enough. Malik Hall struggled the last couple. Thought I was going to love Max, Christ- Max Christie. Just can't make a shot. Thought I was going to love Tyson Walker. Just refuses to shoot the ball. I don't know. I don't know. I hope there's more optimism out there than what I have. I just can't do it. Uh, we'll see the only like what's fucked up is the only piece of evidence I have to point to, to be like, yeah, this is why you should feel good. Is just the fact that Izzo in March is good. That's it. It has nothing to do with this team. It's just like, historically Izzo's pretty good in March. That's, that's kind of it. That doesn't feel like a great reason to feel good. Anyways, let me know. Um, appreciate everyone listening. That's all I got today. We'll be back on this feed tomorrow. Second string pod twice this week. Keep sharing, supporting, this, that, the other. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you later this week.